0: where my handle is at turkeyhitman, and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 197, More Turkey Soup, and an editorial. And I am your host and the guy who is confused. Why am I confused? Well, because we are 225 days, 11 hours, 21 minutes, and one second away from, no, wait a minute, we're not. We are 226 days, 11 hours, 20 minutes, and 53 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So, again, you may be asking, why is Andy so confused? What is this mix up with the number of days until turkey season starts all about? So it turns out that the Alabama Conservation Advisory Board, which I will explain in just a minute, has modified the start of Alabama's spring turkey season to make it the third Saturday in March. Why, you ask? Well, I don't know yet because. There's really not much information about this news online, which means that right now I can have fun speculating as to the reason why they did what they did. And I'm going to do that for you in just a minute, but I want to explain to you what the Alabama Conservation Advisory Board does and who they are. The Conservation Advisory Board consists of 10 members, all of whom are appointed by the governor. The board also consists of three ex officio members, one of those being the governor. The purpose of the Advisory Board is to assist in formulating policies for the Department of Conservation to examine all rules and regulations and make recommendations their change or amendment and with a two-thirds vote of the members present and with the governor's approval. The advisory board can amend, make any changes, repeal, or create and promulgate additional rules and regulations. The board also assists in publicizing the department's programs and activities. I'm going to reread part of this. By a two-thirds vote of the members present and with the governor's approval, the board can amend, make any changes, repeal or create, and promulgate additional rules and regulations. Let me tell you who comprises the Conservation Advisory Board. So the Conservation Advisory Board right now consists of someone who owns a landscaping company, an insurance agent, a marketing director, a stockbroker, a lobbyist, a CPA, and there are a few other members as well that I did not list their occupations. I don't see a single biologist on the Conservation Advisory Board. What I see are laypeople who supposedly are very interested in And very involved in the outdoors. So, now that you know who the Conservation Advisory Board is and what their job is in the state of Alabama, let me go ahead and speculate the reasons why they would move the start of Alabama's turkey season. My first speculation Alabama's turkey population is and has been for several years on the decline. I believe that this movement of the opening day of turkey season is a baby step to test the water or the amount of pushback that the board may get if they cut our turkey hunting season drastically. And when I say drastically, I mean by one or two weeks. Because here's the reality. In 2019, the third Saturday of March is March the 16th. So what the Conservation Advisory Board did was effectively next year shorten the season by one day. Speculation number two as to why the Conservation Advisory Board may have cut the season back is that this is a way to cut back on a few of the out-of-state hunters who come to Alabama to turkey hunt before their state's seasons come in, namely Georgia. Georgia's turkey season comes in the third Saturday in March each year, and this puts our season start date now exactly in line with Georgia's. Alabama and Georgia share a long border together, probably close to 350 miles of a border that runs north and south. The state of Alabama can reduce some hunting pressure from out-of-staters from Georgia by matching Georgia's start date. I don't think this is a go-after-Georgia thing in particular. I think that just limiting the number of -of out-of-state hunters coming into Alabama might be one of their reasons for doing that. Speculation number three, by pushing the start date back, fewer turkeys should be harvested, even though the number of Saturdays and Sundays in the new seasons will be exactly the same as the old season. Now, truth be told, I'm predicting that the decline In harvest because of moving the season start date back is going to be very minuscule. After all, the bag limit is not being cut, just the length of the season, anywhere from zero to six days. My fourth speculation as to why the season may have been pushed back. Moving the start date back gives gobblers some extra time to breed hens, but I wanna look at that for just a second. First, we're talking about zero to six fewer days of breeding that this will give turkeys without taking male turkeys out of that breeding equation. I don't think that's going to make a huge difference. And number two, even if the gobbler is killed out of the flock of turkeys, leaving only the hens in that flock, and it's early in the season, and the hens have not been bred, those hens are going to go find another gobbler. So did we really help the population by giving them a few extra days to breed? I don't think it hurts the population by giving them a few extra days to breed, but are we really helping the population by giving them a few extra days to breed? There's a big difference, very big difference. So because all four of those speculations are my speculations. They're my thoughts as to why the state did what they did. I'm going to say that this movement of opening day is probably in place now because of all four of the aforementioned speculations. You didn't know I knew such a big word, did you? There may be more reasons, and perhaps there are some scientific reasons for moving the date to the third Saturday. You know, like 86% of all turkeys harvested during the spring turkey season are harvested between March the 15th and the first Saturday of March. That's the time period that they cut out. And I find that unlikely. So by this time in my little monologue here, you may be asking yourself, so what is Andy's take on all of this? Because he hasn't really said whether he likes their decision to move the start date or not. I think you probably get the idea that I don't like it. And you're right. I think that moving the start date of the season back zero to six days is a complete waste of the paper and ink that it took to write that up. Again, I'm sure I didn't shock you or surprise you by my opinion there. After all, I am the turkey hunter. But I bet that you may not have guessed why I do not like their decision to move the season back. Are you ready? Are you sitting down? Moving the start date of Alabama's turkey season back by zero to six days is not enough. It does not do enough to protect our resource. You heard me right. I think Alabama's turkey season should be shortened even further than it was just shortened. In fact, I think there are several measures that Alabama's Conservation Advisory Board and Conservation Department could do to protect our resource and 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 improve hunter enjoyment. So you may ask, well, what makes you qualified to have opinions? And I have to answer, what makes a lobbyist qualified to have an opinion? What makes a CPA qualified to have an opinion? What makes a stockbroker qualified to have an opinion? I'm no different than the people on the conservation advisory board. I'm a layperson. Part of their job is to gather opinions from the public and relay those opinions to the conservation department. But again, they can create, they can modify, they can delete regulations. With that said, here are some of my ideas. Number one, sell turkey tags. Every turkey hunter in the state of Alabama should be required to buy one or more turkey tags. They should have the option, if they buy one, to buy more. Make the tags over-the-counter tags. We don't have to put a limit on the number of tags sold. But right now, the state of Alabama has no sound idea of how many turkey hunters we have hunting in this state each year. No sound idea. I mean, the first rule in business is to have a plan. And you can't, I should say, don't, Have a plan if you don't know who your customer is or will be or even how many potential customers may buy your product or service. Do you think Ford or GM just guesses about how many pickup trucks to build in a year? No, they don't. They know how many licensed drivers there are in this country. How many of those drivers prefer trucks over cars, vans, SUVs, motorcycles, bicycles, walking, They know how many of those potential buyers of trucks are in the market to buy a truck this year. They know how many of those potential buyers this year will buy a four-wheel drive or a two-wheel drive, an extended cab, a super cab, or a regular cab. How many of them want red, blue, black, or white trucks? I could keep going and going here, but I'm sure you get the picture. So I stated Alabama has no sound idea of how many turkey hunters there are in the state because the main way that the state of Alabama in the past has gathered information like that has been from doing hunter surveys. Those hunter surveys are mailed out to randomly chosen participants each year. In over 30 years of buying a hunting license, I've been chosen twice to fill out one of those surveys. In the survey, there's a question wanting to know if you turkey hunt or turkey hunted in the past 12 months or something along those lines. It may not be that exact question, but that's how they're gathering numbers of who's turkey hunting. If turkey tags are sold, hunters will have to buy turkey tags in order to be legal. And we can find out in this state how many people are turkey hunting legally. My guess right now is that the state is using our game check system to get a little bit of an idea as to how many turkey hunters we have in the state, but we hunters are only required to access the game check system if we actually kill turkeys. So that does not give us an accurate picture of how many people are hunting turkeys. Here's the problem with the current system of estimates and past surveys in the state of Alabama. They are still just estimates. The easiest and best way to know how many turkey hunters there are in the state each and every year is to sell tags. If every legal hunter of wild turkeys is required to buy tags in the state of Alabama, then the state will know how many turkey hunters are there and how many are successful in any given year. Knowing a relatively accurate number of turkey hunters will be invaluable in managing the resource. And if the cost of tags, yeah, I said sell turkey tags. There needs to be a cost associated with the tags because there's going to be costs associated with managing this program and the cost of these tags needs to offset the cost of the program. Make the tags $1 each or $5 each. However much is required to have the tags be able to offset the cost of selling tags. Let that be the cost of the tag to the hunter. I'm going to tell you that no turkey hunter that I know is going to complain about buying a let's say a three dollar turkey tag in order to go turkey hunting. And if he or she kills a turkey and wants to go kill another turkey, then he or she can get online and buy another three dollar tag. We don't think twice about going to the gas station and buying a can of dip, a pack of cigarettes, a six pack of beer, and spending way more than three bucks. Hunters have no right to complain about paying a small fee for turkey tag. It If it was $3, it would be one-tenth to one-thirtieth of what every other state in the country that I've hunted in the past that sells turkey tags is charging for their tags. It would still be very affordable. And hunters would have a hard time complaining about a cheap tag. Having this list of turkey hunters will also allow the option for the state to conduct hunter satisfaction surveys how important would that be to know how happy your customers are with your product and having that list of turkey hunters would give the state for this option which is number two on my list conduct summer turkey and poult counts like almost every other state in the union does do i need to say any more about that It's easy. It's cheap. Free participation and free information. I don't know what else we're looking for here. Ideas three and four. Split the state of Alabama in half with that line running east and west. With the northern half of the state having a turkey season that comes in on, let's say, April one and ends on April the 30th. Or if you want to be completely fair, let's say March the 31st and ending on April 30th. You'll understand what I'm saying here in just a second. The southern half of the state season would come in on March the 15th and end April the 15th. That's 31 days of hunting. Splitting the state into two zones, a northern zone and a southern zone, and staggering the start date of those seasons accomplishes several objectives. Number one, it shortens the season, giving fewer opportunities to, I'm using air quotes, overhunt an area. Overhunting an area is a big deal in this state because we have hunting clubs and these hunting clubs may have 10 members that are turkey hunting a 2,000 acre piece of property. Five turkeys per hunter allowed times 10 hunters means that there's a possibility, albeit unlikely, that 50 turkeys could be killed off of that 2,000 acres. There's not 50 turkeys on that 2,000 acres, but if you have 10 turkey hunters who are hunting every single day in a 46 day long season, that's a lot of pressure on an area and those areas get over hunted. Number two, splitting the state into two halves, a northern half and a southern half, opens the season for Only the period of time that it needs to be open in those particular areas. So what does that mean? Well, the turkeys in South Alabama on the Florida border are not on the same breeding schedule as the turkeys in North Alabama on the Tennessee border. Why not have hunting seasons that actually coincide with the spring breeding season in those respective areas? That's a novel idea, isn't it? The third objective that splitting the state into two zones, a northern zone and a southern zone accomplishes, is that South Alabama turkey hunters will still have opportunities to hunt the northern half of the state after the southern season ends on April the 15th. And northern hunters will still have the opportunities to hunt in the southern half of the state before their season comes in on April 1. The state is still effectively giving the hunters an opportunity to hunt for 46 days during the spring by buying one hunting license and one set of tags. But they're limiting the amount of hunting pressure on properties and they're limiting the number of turkeys harvested. That is a win-win all the way around. It would be a great compromise for us hunters and a great way to lessen the pressure on the turkeys. Number five, Reduce the bag limit to three birds statewide. I know that jaws just dropped and glasses just shattered, but hear me out for a second. Make this reduction to the bag limit temporary. How about we reduce the bag limit to no more than three birds for five consecutive years? Put a limit on the rule so that it automatically expires and goes back to the current five bird limit Unless the Conservation Advisory Board decides it makes sense to extend it for an additional period prior to its expiration date. Let's find out in the state of Alabama if reducing bag limits helps to bring the turkey population back up a little bit. If it does, great, we win. If it doesn't, great, at least we know instead of merely speculating like Alabama does currently. That it will or it won't help to improve the population now i'm going to say this i have turkey hunted in 30 states in this country every state that i have hunted turkeys in so far allows fewer turkeys to be killed each spring than alabama every single one of those 30 states has more gobbling turkeys and turkeys that gobble more than the turkeys in alabama do right now alabama's neighboring states all allow fewer turkeys to be bagged and tagged than Alabama does. Alabama hunters and powers that be fall prey to the it's tradition argument. Well, it's tradition. We've always had a five bird limit. No, we haven't. Well, it's tradition. Our season has always been this long. No, it hasn't. Even if it had, at one point in time, a traditional way of hunting turkeys was to dig a trench in the dirt in the woods Throw corn all over the bottom of the trench, wait at the end of the trench for the turkeys to come in and feed, and when they had their heads down in the trench, you shoot and you kill lots of turkeys that way. That was tradition for a long time, but thank God someone broke the tradition and outlawed that. Number five, double or triple the fines imposed and strip licensing privileges. For at least one year, for anyone caught not tagging and reporting their wild turkey harvest, sweeten the pot a little bit more and offer a $500 reward to anyone who reports a violation that leads to arrest and conviction of the non-reporter. Or you could even offer them a free lifetime hunting license. The cost of that, effectively, is nothing. Zero dollars to the conservation department. That's a heck of a deal. I would probably turn in a non-reporter for a lifetime hunting license. Would you? All right, I have gotten on my soapbox and I need to get off of it, but here's the bottom line. Alabama does not have a turkey population decline crisis right now, but I believe the state literally is two bad hatches from it. Two consecutive wet and colder than normal springs away from a turkey population crisis. Similar to what Arkansas has right now, baby stepped changes and prayers for big, healthy spring hatches are not going to be what brings the Alabama wild turkey back to its numbers from 15 to 20 years ago. I know that all of us hunters have opinions on how to manage our game animals. And some of you guys actually have the scientific and biological experience to back up your opinions. And I want to hear your opinions. Whether you've got scientific and biological experience or data or information to back it up or not, I want to hear your opinion. I'd love to hear your thoughts about any of my ideas for the Alabama Conservation Advisory Board, I'd like to hear your ideas for the Alabama Conservation Advisory Board and your own state, because there's a real good chance that your own state is having turkey population declines right now. What can your state do to improve the turkey population, in your opinion? I'd also like to hear some of the management techniques that your states already employ, and whether or not you believe those work in maintaining a healthy population of turkeys in your state. So, email me at andy at com and let me know your thoughts. I'm really, really curious to know. You guys already know that I'm passionate about turkeys and turkey hunting. So, I'm sure you'll forgive me for getting fired up about all that. But, when I saw that, I thought, it's just not enough. They're not doing enough. They're so worried about upsetting a few hunters, a few die-hard turkey hunters. Those die-hard turkey hunters are not going to stop turkey hunting altogether because the bag limit was reduced or because the season was shortened. Okay, I've talked about the state of Alabama enough already. I'm through with the state of Alabama unless you guys want to talk football. And we can do that. College football starts soon, and I'll be glad to talk to you about that, but you don't listen to this podcast for that, so we're going to talk some more turkeys, and we're going to talk about the turkeys in Pennsylvania. It was on my list of ideas. It's not my idea. It's going on right now in the state of Pennsylvania because their game commission is seeking help from the public to survey wild turkeys in the month of August. So that they can kind of get an idea on the production statewide. So this is their third annual wild turkey sighting survey. And it began on August the 1st. So you guys in Pennsylvania, and I know there's quite a few of you who listen to the show. If you want to participate, all you have to do is go to www.pgc.pa.gov. And click on the August turkey sighting survey in the quick clicks section. Or you can use the Game Commission's mobile app. If you use the app, I understand all you've got to do is just select the turkey sighting survey within the app and you should be able to take care of everything from there. They're looking for participants to record the number of wild turkeys they see along with the general location, date, and contact information if any of the biologists have any questions. These surveys are important so you guys in Pennsylvania take the time to report your information and your sightings to the state so that they'll have a good idea of what the population in your state is doing all right 2018 fall turkey harvest authorizations or in my world tags will be going on sale over the counter in wisconsin starting august the 18th the cost for residents is 10 bucks the cost for non-residents is 15 dollars And I understand in zone one, there are 5,000 authorizations remaining. In zone two, there are 1,000 authorizations remaining. Zone three has 5,000 remaining. And zone four has 2,000 remaining. Zones five, six, and seven, yep, you missed out. Zero remaining permits or authorizations. I know there are a lot of hunters in Wisconsin that listen to the show as well. And you guys are fortunate to enjoy a healthy population of turkeys. So do that, enjoy that large population now. You never know when that'll change. All right, for all of you guys that want to hunt turkeys in Arizona this fall, there are still some permits available for 2018 in various units throughout the state of Arizona. The application process for these tags is first by mail only. And you have to go to the sporting goods department of either Walmart or Big Five Sporting Goods. Now, I'm laughing because the state of Arizona makes things more difficult than they really have to be when it comes to tags and opportunities to hunt. Anyway, I'm moving on here. July the 23rd is the first date that the department will accept and process permit applications. Now, starting July 30th, you guys in Arizona can go to the closest regional headquarters and buy an over-the-counter tag for any remaining permits. Now, this article says that the majority of the leftover permits are for white-tailed deer in the southeastern Arizona hunting units but it does say that there are 408 fall turkey permits available on a first-come first-served basis for area 12a which is where we hunted in 2017 that's the area that's north of the grand canyon on the kaibab plateau and the article says there's a very healthy turkey population there but i don't know what very healthy is because we had a hard time finding turkeys but there are turkeys there So there are opportunities there. Okay, so listen up for a second. That's all that I've got for you guys today. And I apologize for really going on a little bit of a rant, I guess, about the state of Alabama. But really I think it should serve as a lesson to us hunters that we need to pay more attention to how our states come up with the laws that protect our natural resources that we enjoy pursuing. And we need to get involved. We need to make our voices heard because our voices matter. We are the ones buying licenses. We are the ones who are putting the funds into the budgets of these departments that are managing our natural resources. They want and need to hear from us. So do a little research and figure out how your state comes up with their game laws and changes to their game laws and find out what you can do to have your two cents heard and considered when it comes time for changes to be made to those laws. Or if you want to offer some cause or some reason to make changes to one of those current laws. It's important that we get involved. It's important that we stay involved. And I know we're all very busy. I'm very busy. Really and truly, I don't have time to let my voice be heard to every single one of the Conservation Advisory Board members. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to tag as many of them in the Facebook post as I can tag. Because I think I've got valid arguments for what I argued. Before I cut you guys loose for the week, I'd love for you to do me a favor. If you have not already done so, please go to your podcast player application that you prefer the most, and leave a five-star rating and review for the show. That is very helpful, and I would be very appreciative of that. And with that, I'm saying thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week, and I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter Podcast.